Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me on another episode of The Art of Agency. I am your host, Brady Shule. Today, I was honored to have on Joshua Grady, owner and founder of Grady Sports Agency. Hope you guys enjoy. Let's get it. Joshua, thanks for joining me today. What's good, Brady? I'm glad to be here. If there is any noise in the background, see... For the people on YouTube, we do. Oh, yeah. We are we are dog watching, but uh, I'm excited to be here, man. Yeah. So, Josh, you, I just want to give you a chance to tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, off the top. So, I guess in short, uh, I'm an info agent, husband, father, uh, teaching agent academy, run my own podcast myself, and just really try to be a resource to individuals. Me and Brady, I think we met. Uh, you know, taking the Asian Academy, Brady was in our class and just trying to, again, just, I guess that's just an example to try to be of service to people, try to provide, you know, knowledge of wisdom in whatever way, I suppose. So, you know, whatever you got, man, I'm, I'm just here to, here to provide value. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that Agents Academy a little bit because I had a really great experience with it and I would recommend it to anyone that is interested um, in the agency industry. So where did you kind of get that idea? Because I know like Lee Steinberg, um, he, I did something similar with him. Um, I think yours was a lot more hands on than when I really had a great experience with it. Appreciate man. Yeah. So the Asian Academy, basically where it came from is for me, I realized that as an agent, I didn't have, there was no roadmap for me. You know, there was no guidance, no real mentor that had walked the path before. And so I just wanted to provide something that individuals like yourself who maybe have an interest or think you're interested in this field, just to provide a course that you can kind of see like, hey, this is what it really looks like. Because a lot of people think they want to be an NFL agent until they see kind of what takes place. And then they want to become an advisor or a marketing rep or this or that, whatever it can be, which is fine. But again, for me, just wanted to provide something that people can kind of see like, hey, this is what you know really goes on and this is what it looks like. Yeah, and I've definitely noticed that too. There's like not really a pathway because like I've talked to a lot of agents and, you know, it's always different. Like someone's a law school and went and did this, you know, some, you know, played college ball, played a little bit in the pros and then um, transitioned into the, the agency industry. Um, one thing I want to talk about was you own your own agency. So what's that kind of been like recently with COVID? Because I know a lot have a lot of agencies have struggled, like even the big ones too. So like with recruiting and everything, how's that been? So with COVID, the game has really changed. Uh, we're doing a lot of this, a lot of Zoom. Uh, you know, it's, I mean, it's changed a lot, man. You know, what you use, what we would have to do is, you know, take a flight, get on a plane, travel, Airbnb. I was actually going through our next round of Asian Academy. We're looking at some expenses and all those are gone right now, at least during the recruiting cycle. Everything is virtual. I don't mind it. We have a seventh month old and to be able to, you know, have a recruiting meeting and I'm right here in my living room you know, on the couch or whatnot, I think I, I'm definitely thankful for that. I would say for sure, you know, so, but on the flip side, I think the hard part has been just building the real relationships with individuals, you know, being able to, you know, from a distance, you can only do so much, only do so much connecting, only do some, have so many conversations. Uh, there's no going to games really this year in regards to the college games, you know, Minnesota, where you're at, you know, obviously they're playing now. And so for me, typically I'll be going to a game here, a game there, and it can take away that interaction that you get with the player. So, I mean, it does have its pros and cons. It's just about how can you adjust, you know, with the situation that's presiding. Yeah, for sure. It's it's definitely been weird. And 
it sucks not being able to go to the games this year. But I'm gonna ask how it is. I mean, you you're in school and whatnot. Like, what's that situation like right now? Well, I'm actually living at my buddy's cabin in northern Wisconsin because I'm all online. So, I mean, it's definitely been different. But for me, um, like I said, I'm taking a lot of credits right now. So it's been a lot easier to just kind of handle my load because I can do stuff when I want compared to, you know, I got class from this time to this time and I have to do it then. So so are y'all going? Y'all not going to class, right? It's all on Zoom and whatnot, right? There's like a limited amount of people that have in-person class, but all of mine are online. So, okay, okay, yeah. man. Yeah, but um, another thing I want to talk about with um your agency is your motto is more than an agency. So, like, you want to speak on that? Like, what do you what do you mean by that? Yeah, so I guess a little bit about my background. So I'm from Tampa, Florida, and then there's an agent named Eugene Parker. And Eugene was really the first. I got, I'm sorry, I got two dogs. Let me see. Again, we'll get y'all some views in there. I don't know if there's any dog people out here, but you got a chance and all of um, But, man, really, what I wanted to do is, going back with Eugene, Eugene was somewhat of a mentor for me. Um, the plan for me was to work with his agency. And text. hold on, for, for the viewers, we keep it organic in here. It's all good. So <laughs> I'm about to break up this little dog spiel just so all we right. can get some no volume out here. All what right. Come on. Come on. So this is, I think this is organic. So for the viewers right here, right now, you know, you talk about changing COVID. Typically it's pretty, you know, we're in prime recruiting season and I'll be on the go. Like I'll be traveling going to a game out of Minnesota. But with COVID going on, I have actually a meeting tonight with a player in his family and I'm literally dog sitting. You know, that's what I'm doing. So it really is like, it's, it's kind of like, they like, I don't know, cliche, funny. I don't know the term you would be, but like, that's it. You know, after we get off of this call, I'll do some business calls right here. I've sent out some emails. I'm working on a website. We have a documentary coming out. And so for us, like, this is, like, again, so you can see for those, you're on the, this is on the YouTube or is this all just, yeah. uh, you're on going, YouTube, right? It'll be going up there, yeah. This will be going, okay, it's all right, you know, this is yeah. good. So I'm going to put them outside. Here you go. Let's go. Y'all go outside. Go. Take it. Oh, man. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good, man. Hopefully, you know, y'all, y'all tune in. Art of agency. There it keep is. it organic. I cut on here. Okay. So to answer the question with more than an agency and being more than an agent is with Eugene and researching again, then Eugene Parker, Eugene was just kind of set the tone for me as this is what I wanted to do as an agent. And when Eugene passed away, he passed away in 2016. I won't go too far into the details, but he passed away in 2016. And from there, when I got certified, I really just realized after kind of being in the game, maybe eight months now, again, this is in 2016. And I just realized that so much more could be brought to the table for players. I felt like in regards to marketing, in regards to financial literacy, in regards to teach teaching them about life. Like I mentioned earlier, I'm a dad, I'm a husband. I have these conversations with my clients and you've just come to realize that so many more, so Many of these young men need so much more than an agent. You know, they need a confidant. They need a mentor. They need someone that they can lean on when they're having doubts about themselves or whatever it might be. You know, so for me, 
So for me, the main thing that I want to do is provide value, be a resource to our clients, and just to let them know, like, hey, if you want to be great and whatever it looks like, like, we're here for you. That's awesome, because I feel like there's kind of a stereotype in the agency business that, like, that agents are just kind of in it for the money and they're not really, you know, caring about the athletes. So that's one thing I noticed about you, like in the agent Academy, like, you know, it's bigger than that. You know, it's about the athlete and their family and, you know, life after, after sport, because, you know, that's a reality that not everyone um, realizes. A hundred percent. And that's, I think the main thing for people to understand for us being an agent, I look at it like when I, I went to Vanderbilt first now, but that's where I played undergrad. When I committed to Vanderbilt, I said, this is not a four to five year decision. This is a 40 to 50 year decision. And I say the same thing with signing an agent. You know, you can have, it's, it's a marriage. You can get divorced. You can have a firing. I've been fired before. But in the end, if all goes well, it's really a lifelong relationship, partnership, friendship, whatever you want to call it. So, you know, I, I love what I do. I'll just put it like that for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned a little bit earlier, the documentary you're coming out with. Do you want to talk about a little about that? Like, what's it about? And Yeah, so our documentary... The documentary is about me and my dad. My dad coaches seven on seven football for a team called Team Tampa. Uh, he's like George Campbell, for example, is one of our clients. He'll be on the documentary. George played for my dad and now he's a client of mine. And so it's just kind of highlighting our journey. So definitely, you know, check it out. It'll give a little bit about the pre-draft process and everything. The journey with George, as well as some of my dad with his players in high school comes out 11-11. So next, when, I don't know when this release, but 11-11, November 11th on Fox Sports. Uh, we'll have multiple airings and things of that nature show us it should be solid it's called the long game the long game so it should be i'm hoping i haven't actually seen it yet oh, either yeah. so you know I, i'm looking forward to it though yeah that's sweet for sure we'll have yeah, to check that in. out yeah absolutely um and then you also mentioned your own podcast agent talk um if you want to talk a little about, about that, uh, one thing I noticed is like you're very transparent. Like I remember earlier in the year you were talking about, you know, getting fired by one of your clients and you're very like straight up about that where, you know, other agents, they might not want to talk about that. Yeah. And I think, again, that goes to why it's very similar to me starting the Agent Academy is if you are going to, if I'm going to try to help people come after me or follow my path, whatever you want to call it, then you have to be transparent and show like, hey, these are the pitfalls or these are the mistakes or these are lessons learned, whatever it can be. And for me, it's very easy, especially in a time and day that we're in to tout your accomplishments and, you know, what you've succeeded at or your, your draft picks and things of that nature. But I think it's equally as important, if not more important and more empowering, empowering is if you can kind of talk about maybe the not so shiny side of being an agent. So to me, that's all it's about. So whether that's the academy, whether that's the podcast, conversations with phone calls, whatever it can be, just being transparent, I think, is the best way to go if we want to, you know, help others along the road. Yeah, for sure. That I uh, I love listening to that podcast. Everyone go check it out. Agent Talk. What's it on? Spotify, Apple Check Music. it out. Agent Talk. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at Agent Talk Podcast on Instagram. Sweet. All right. Uh, I ask every agent this and I, it's more like a curiosity question, but like, what is there any days that are just like, like, is there any consistency to your days or is just everything different? Like, depending on the day, like what's a Monday after after game day or what's game day like on Sunday? Hmm. I would say so being an agent, you definitely have seasons, different seasons. So like right now we're in <clears throat> for our NFL guys, we're in season. 
And then for guys that were recruiting, you know, it's recruiting season. So it varies. I would say, yeah, I mean, then you go through the pre-draft process in the summer. So it's all, it's really four different breakdowns. I would say like right now, for example, we'll go to Monday, like Jordan Wilkins, shout out Jordan. Jordan had a great game. Yeah. He had, he had a big week, like Jordan balled out. He had a great game, very excited about it. And so for me, like one thing that I did is we put together these reels of these cutups for our guys where with NFL game pass, shout out. It's actually a guy named Matt that was also in the agent Academy. He's putting together these reels just so that we can start gaining the film of Jordan and Byron and what they're doing just to kind of have that, have that tangibly with Jordan being in his third year. In theory, he could have some sort of new contract or new negotiation after the season alone. And so we just want to start getting prepared for that. Um, another thing we're doing is on the marketing side, for example, we're getting on Zoom uh, with some of our marketing team in regards to Scotty and George trying to see how we can grow their brand. For example, obviously the Asian Academy. So, I mean, there's so many things. Some Mondays I'm doing the podcast. Sometimes, you know, we do the Stock Tip Tuesdays or whatever it can be. Then maybe, I mean, my wife, I have a wife and a child. So sometimes he has an appointment or we're going to the park, we're going to the runway. So it's so many things. I drive Uber Eats. Like, that's one thing. Like, I drive Uber Eats right now. We're dog city. Like, we have another dog, a family that's paying us to watch their dog play with our dog, which is okay. Like, that's cool. We'll take that. Yeah. So it really just, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of fluidity. I would say the two, really for me, the way I have built my schedule, because it's when I was an agent, I guess I should speak to this as well. When I first started out, I didn't do nothing. Like I didn't have any clients. I didn't know what to do. There was nothing to do really. And so I would like, had to, I had to kind of find stuff to do to fill up my time. Whereas now it's kind of the opposite where if I want to, I need to make the time because there's so much to do. So very, you know, contrasting to when I first started out. So when you first started out and you said you had like not much to do, did you have your agency already going or did you not start that until you like had an idea you had, you know, someone to. Okay. Good question. Yeah. So when I started, so in 2016, I worked for another company, but there was no like, it was, I say the term work loosely, like didn't sign a contract. It was just kind of like, oh, it was this guy that worked with Eugene. And so it's like, oh, well, we know each other, like you're going to groom me and then I'm going to work with you and so on and so forth. And it didn't turn out how I thought it was going to turn out, which is, I guess, put it like that. And for months, I'm just kind of twiddling my thumbs, you know, not knowing what to do. Like, this is just like, who do I reach out to? I don't know what, how do you recruit? I don't know anything. Just kind of, you know, I'm certified, but I have no idea what to do. And I th- that's another thing, I guess, even with like the getting certified for the agent exam and getting prepared to be an agent, there's nothing on the exam that prepares you to actually sign a client. So you can know the CBA front to back, but if you can't sign anyone or reach out to them or whatever it can be, then it doesn't matter. So first year, like I said, it was just no guidance, not really knowing what I was doing. And then as my career has progressed and we started GSA in 2017. So I left that company, I guess, again, loosely left that company. Um, maybe in the summer of 2017, we started GSA in October of 2017. And then since then, because by that time we had a client, Leon had been drafted. We also had TJ Mutcherson that got signed to the Texans. So by that time you just start figuring things out. And that's the one thing that I guess my path, because there was no Asian Academy, at least for me is, you know, trial and error, you know, failure, lesson, win, lesson, and you just kind of proceed in that manner. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
one thing that you mentioned a little bit ago was talking about like building a brand for your athletes and like I know you have a pretty good brand on like social media and your podcast and like you said the agent academy so you just talk about like the importance of building a brand and like what that can do for an athlete because I see like in baseball right now like Trevor Bauer is building his brand so much and like that's really affecting like where he's gonna go in free agency yeah the building of the brand is important man it's something that I think a lot of athletes um let slide off the table I think that's something that I realized working with athletes is there so much more that can be done I think that's an untapped potential area uh, but the guys that we are seeing why is Trevor why is you know I mean someone I think it comes to off the top of my head is Juju just thinking about what he's done and it's it doesn't matter what he does on the field. Like the name Juju, he's good. Like you good. Anyway, he go anywhere in Pittsburgh, no matter Juju. Like oh, it's Juju. The man got his own juice, and it's, it's to see that. And I think the impact of it is when you see the fact that you know he's a good player, but I wouldn't say he's a top five or a top ten receiver. But he had his name carries greater influence than I honestly believe a DeAndre Hopkins or maybe a Julio Jones or Devontae Adams, just because you'd come with Juju, like he's grown that following. People feel connected to him. And it needs to be the same way for all athletes. I think that one of the issues that I've seen is one, some guys think it just comes naturally and it's not, you have to be intentional. You have to take the tangible steps. You need to start your own podcast. You need to do certain things to like put yourself out in that space, just because it's no longer in the day and age where just playing on the field is going to get you a sponsorship deal. Like it doesn't happen anymore unless you're a Saquon or a Chase Young, Joe Burrows, whatever it might be. And I think secondly for guys is I don't think they quite realize the impact that can have long-term. I think building the brand is the long-term, you know, it's not going to pay you any, you or yourself off the top. You're not going to get paid to start a website. You're not going to get paid to grow your IG following. You're not going to get paid to, to do this camp or to, to do this free product post with this juice company right then and there. But maybe in a year or five years or 10 years, then you start seeing the fruit from that. And I think that's also something that a lot of athletes overlook. And that's why they don't do it, because they don't realize the long-term potential of their actions today, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think Juju's a great example, because like, just last week, me and my buddy were talking and he's like, what's the hype around Juju? Like he doesn't do anything anymore. And I'm like, yeah, but I mean, look at the guy. He's everywhere. Everywhere you look, you see Juju. He's like a very recognizable name because he puts his brand out there and he's very good at that. 100%. Uh, and then I think this is correct, but did you just start representing a country singer recently? Yes. So Grayson, shout out Grayson Rogers at, dang, I see you, at Grayson Rogers Music on Instagram. So Grayson is someone, he's on IG, YouTube, uh, I don't know if he's on Twitter, but he is, yeah, country music, uh, does some Christian music, and he's someone, I actually met him in a men's group here in Nashville down at our church here called The Hills, and I just kind of, we, we, we were actually like folding chairs after service one day. And I was like, hey, I was like, oh, what's up, man? Because you don't see that many people that are willing just to put up chairs, I guess. And we just kind of started chopping it up. And this was before I ever really had thought about doing marketing or media for an artist. But when COVID really, really when COVID came, <clears throat> it showed me, I guess, twofold. From the time of February of 2020 to October of this year, I saw $2,000 from GSA. So $2,000. I think I talked about this on the class. $2,000 from GSA. 
And for me, now good, like we're good. We ain't broke over here. <laughs> but for me, it showed me that I needed to have multiple streams of income. And I needed to venture out more because I could not just be dependent, at least not right now, on the agency. And that's why I started doing like a Uber Eats, like I mentioned. And so with the media side, it was like, man, I really need to do, like, I really need to grow this side. Like, I really need to start stepping into this space. And my dad had always told me when I first started out is that the power is in the marketing. Like that, that the power's in the marketing. And so along the journey, I've just realized, like one, talking with Grayson, just kind of chopped it up, realized that we had some services that we could provide in regards to social media, in regards to working with brands and putting yourself in different spaces, things of that nature. We just did a photo shoot. We'll probably get some content out on his social media as well as to these companies. And it's really just taking what we're already doing with our athletes and extracting, extracting that to other ventures. And so for me, it's say it's like, all right, such and such comes to me and say they need mark their podcast needs marketing. All they need marketing is for the podcast. Okay, you need a website, we got you. You need a logo, we got it. You need us to push you on on SEO, we got it, or whatever it can be. And so for me, I think that's a long-term goal because at the end of the day, everyone needs marketing. Everyone needs to get eyes on their products or on them, on their content. And so for me, I think that's definitely the long-term goal because being an agent, like I love being an agent. I love being an NFL agent, but there's kind of a ceiling. Like there's a cap, you know, there's, you kind of only do the same thing. Now I've never had a first round pick, but you get one and then maybe you get a guy go to the hall of fame. Yeah. There's a lot of milestones, but it's kind of the same thing just with different people in regards to marketing. Now you put yourself in a space where you can create what you want. Like my logo is my logo. Like I chose my logo, you know? And so I think little things like that really appeal to me. I would say, I love it. I mean, I love both, but I like that marketing though, for real. Yeah, I saw you sign a country artist, and I was like, oh, okay, like, that's interesting. Stay, stay, stay tuned. All right, will do, for sure. Stay tuned. We'll, just, we'll put it like that, man. All right. Uh, you were just speaking about your logo. I saw on Instagram, like, last week, or I don't know, maybe it was longer ago, but you were going to put maybe some merchandise up on the website. Is that going to happen or what? Good question. Okay, so the question for I would say is, if we put merch on the site, are you copying? I have been copying wanting something. I have been wanting a sweatshirt since the Agent Academy, so okay. you know I'm about to get one. Okay, man. Yeah, so I think, so right, I mean, this is brand new idea, so we can, like, talk about this idea. So what we've done in the past, like, we've done shirts now, we've done long sleeves, we've done hoodies, we've done crew necks. And it's been, okay, we're getting them in, they're going to our guys, they're going to our people that we work with, family, things of that nature, friends, whatever it can be. But people have always asked me, they say, you know, would you sell your, your, you know, your clothes, your gear? And I just never thought about it. Cause for me, it was always, well, you know, if we get it, I'll give it out. And it's like, it's yours. It's spreading the name. But then you realize that it costs money to create this stuff. <laughs> you know, it, it really does. So yeah. I think we have put in an order for some hoodies and I was like, dang, like it, it's a, it's a good amount of money. And so I do think what we will do is maybe for the new year i'm not sure i'm actually we're in the process of getting some new gear so entirely new nothing that we've had before just because i like keeping it fresh a little bit new color combinations things of that nature and so i think what we'll do is put out some sort of release for sure so if you're interested yeah i'll send you the link you get your little pre pre pre-order or something but i think it'll be good man yeah and it'll be something too if we do sell it what we'll do for sure is price it to where 
certain amount goes to the cost of production and then the rest is going to go to some sort of foundation. Like, I don't awesome. really want to, you know, make any money off of yeah. the clothes. That's not what it's for, but I would if it's going to go to a cause of some sort. So, That's awesome. yeah, I'll keep you up there. Yeah. yeah. IG at Agent Grady underscore. Check us out, out at GSG. Dang, I'm tripping. At GSA <laughs> football. I'll take, I'll take it below so they know. Perfect. Perfect. Um, and then a little bit ago, you talked about uh, the collective bargaining agreement. And I've like, I've always been super interested in that because like you can see it online and everything. And I like try to read it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is like a lot of stuff. Like how much of that do you need to know? Like, is it mm, start to finish? That's a good question. How so, did you study that? Right. So we'll start with the exam. So the exam itself is open note for one. It's open note, open book. Okay. So I didn't think the exam was too hard. You just have to really familiarize yourself with different, you know, certain pages. That's like the minimum salary page. You need to know that or whatever it can be. There are different study guides that are accessible online. The PA themselves, they have a seminar prior to taking the exam. So I think it's a very straightforward exam. It's multiple choice. I don't think it was, it's, you don't have to know everything up in there. I'll put it like that. This is a whole big old encyclopedia. As long as if you know where really maybe like 12 to 15 pages are, I think it was relatively smooth. Now, life as an agent itself, I think there's more things that you find out that you should know or that you're going to have to know for a specific moment. But one thing that I've realized is I, first, I initially thought you had to know everything. Like even with the contract, I felt if, because I'd never been there, I just thought, well, if you're going to do a contract, you need to just know the numbers and you got to know this thing and that thing, that thing, you got to be able to regurgitate it. And that's not the case. You know, everything, especially in this field, it really is a process. You have to react to certain things. But for instance, if you, excuse me, I had never done a second medical opinion before, which is a common thing. If you get a second medical opinion because the player is hurt. And then one day Byron calls me because he had a sprained knee. I think this was last year with the Patriots. And he's talking about getting a second medical opinion. I didn't know anything about it when he first mentioned it. But then you take a deep breath and you're like, okay, let's find out what we need to do. You know, and then you just figure it out. And I think that's the main thing with like the CBA is a great resource. You know, I go to it. That's what it's for is to not know it verbatim, but to be able to look back on it. You know, and so I think that is a, is a really good resource for sure. So, but it's a lot. And I don't know what all that's in there. Yeah, it's a lot of information. So that's good to hear, at least. Um, will be smooth. You'll be good. Uh, uh, we talked about, you know, like the agency industry right now. But, I mean, where do you see it like 10 years from now? Because I feel like it's, I don't know. I've talked to a couple different agents about this. And it seems like the answers vary from each person. Mm. The agent industry 10 years from now. I think there will be less agents because every year I'm and I'll speak strictly on football. I think every year it's like 120 or 40 something get certified. Not this year. I don't know if they've had the exam this year, but I think there will be less agents and less agencies for sure. Um, I think we're going to start seeing a bigger shift towards not just marketing, but how can agencies help players in regards to entrepreneurship, in regards to being out in the community and in regards to being, you know, public, true public speakers, public figures, kind of like what you're seeing. Really the one area that, or one agency I think is where I see the future of representation, true representation is the common, taking a combination of what Clutch Sports has done with LeBron, not all their players, but what they've done with LeBron 
and uninterrupted. I think that is the growth because what they have done now is, you know, they've gotten into voting, LeBron has started a school and all of these things and the representation behind it with Rich Paul, with Mav and Randy, they have a tie in everything, you know, and, and all of the ventures. And so for us, I think that's kind of similar of the vision that we have is if you take a guy and he wants to get into real estate, we got you. He wants to get into this thing, we got you. You want to learn how to fly, be in aviation, we got you. And so I think it's becoming that all-encompassing resource to where it's not just where really the main thing is true representation, I think, gets to a point where regardless of it, kind of like it is for certain individuals, but for athletes, is once you retire, there's, the representation does not stop. And I think that's the difference is where you really start taking it to the next level to life, really, to where it's not just about the football career, but life after football. Yeah, for sure. I think that that kind of uh, transition has already started to happen. I mean, like Jonathan Taylor, Jordan's teammate, he like broke the record for most rookie endorsement deals. And he's like really getting out there. Like, I think he signed an endorsement deal before he even got drafted. So like he got something. He not only endorsement. Now that's Everett sports marketing. They're awesome, by the way. They, I, they're one of the few. I'm like, man, they know what they're doing. Uh, but he, um, he has something where he's like an equity partner of like some pizza shops yeah, up there or something. Topper, Topper's Pizza, yeah. And I'm like, dang, they snapping. So, oh, yeah, and I think they also rep Nick Chubb, and that's another transition or progress that's being made is the equity and ownership because I think they also represent Nick Chubb, and he just did an equity deal with a water company called Defiance Fuel. So I definitely think like Kobe Bryant set the tone really when you look at it with body armor. I think he invested $5 million and ended up now for his family. It's like at 200 million, that value. So I think little things like that, I think having a knowledgeable agent, manager, whatever you want to call it, I think they can put you in opportunities like that. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, One question I had that was kind of um, not really about being an agent or anything, but more, I just saw it on your Twitter and I like really agreed with it. Um, is just like the idea of NFL teams giving up on like a young QB too early. Uh, your example is Dwayne Haskins. And like we've seen in the past, like maybe Josh Rosen, like what? I mean, like teams are always in like a win now and like Dwayne Haskins wasn't winning. So they benched him and put in someone else. But like, what's the the solution to that? It's like not giving up on a QB too early and, you know, wasting two to three years of just not competing. Hmm. I think that it's really going to be dependent on the organization, but I think certain organizations have just a better philosophical approach to quarterback development. Um, I think when you look kind of like the, a great example to me is with the Packers, what the Packers did with Aaron Rodgers, with Brett Favre. And really what they're doing now with now from Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers or Julian Love, you know, we'll see how it turns out. But to where you actually give the individual time to develop not only as, I mean, as a person, as a leader, as a quarterback in their arm, their size, their courage, everything, their, their knowledge base. And so like for Dwayne Haskins, for example, for me is when you looked at numbers and I could be off on these, but I want to say it was maybe in 11 games that he started, I believe not even a full, not even one full season with the depleted offense to really for a while, I would say new head coach. And so for me is, I believe I think there, there's so many things to me in regards to the NFL, but that to me is an area, like you said, with the Josh Rosen, where 
is you had these people that are put in these circumstances where there was no opportunity to win. Like there's no opportunity not win by the scoreboard, but just win in this circumstance. You know, if you look at a Josh Rosen, he was the Arizona. They were horrible. When in Miami, before they started really picking up pieces, horrible. And now it's, I think he's on a practice squad with the Bucks. I want to say, which I think might be fruitful for him. I think that is where he is learning under Bruce Arians, left with Brady. You know, we'll see. Maybe he's the future there. And I, if he is, I think that would be wonderful just because, you know, and there's organizations that have given up on him as well. So I don't know. I don't know what the fixing point is. Um, but I just wish some of these young guys were able to get a longer leash, I would say. Yeah, it's definitely something I noticed. They're kind of just thrown into the fire, and if they don't succeed, then they move on, which I don't think yeah. is right, but it is what it is. Oh, I just had one more question for you. Uh, I ask everyone this at the end, just kind of get everyone's perspective. But if you had one thing to, you know, one piece of advice for, like, an aspiring agent, like, what would that hmm. be? Hmm. That's a good question. If I had one piece of advice for an aspiring agent, I would say, and that's a good one. I wasn't prepared for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say is that if you, hmm, dang, bro, you got me. Okay. I would say my one piece of advice is be yourself. Like be yourself when you're in this field. So if you're in a recruiting meeting with a family, just be yourself. Because there's been times that I've gone in trying to be something that I wasn't, wearing suits and all this. You see me, t-shirt, mass effort. You know, this is what I work out in. This is what, if we want to like a Zoom later today, I'm going to be in just like this, just because this is who I am. And so I would say, be com- I would say not just be yourself, be confident in yourself. Because you can go to the NFL Combine. And I think this is fresh to me because I was just talking about this with, the, with our earlier Asian Academy classes. You know, you go to the combine or senior bowl and you see these 56-year-old men trying to fit in as if they're 20 and 30. And it's like, that's not you. Like, that's you don't need to be doing that. And I think even with certain players is, you know, they get on a team and they try to fit in with, with the car and with the jewelry and this and that. And now you're broke or going to the casino and doing stuff. Just all these things because you're not just being yourself and who you are at, at your core. And so for me, being an agent, if you can be yourself, no matter how many times you are told no, no matter how many times you doubt yourself and think you're not good enough or smart enough or whatever it might be, if you just maintain confidence in yourself, then I think you will put yourself on a good path to excellence in whatever field, I would say. It's too many people that are trying to be someone or not, too many people trying to be like someone else or try to be like what someone says they should be like instead of just being who you are, being how God made you, and then you'll be good. Like, it's really that simple, but you got to trust in that because there will be a lot of no's on the way but it comes with it. So I think that would be uh, what I was saying. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, you can't be honest with yourself and be honest with others if you're not, you know, being yourself. But I mm-hmm. thought you were going to say just attend what, my – I thought yeah, you were going to say attend my agent academy. That would have been a <laughs> good selling point right there. You could do that too, definitely. <laughs> but if y'all – I look up, yes, at agentgrady underscore. I think we'll have another class probably sometime in the spring. So mm-hmm. I'll keep it posted. I mean, naturally on Instagram for sure. Did you just finish one up then? Or are we you still are in, in our we're we have two weeks left in our second class, our second course. So I think they're about to they're getting ready right now for the group presentations. Oh, okay. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. It should be solid though. For sure. Definitely was a great experience. Well, thank you so much, Joshua, for coming on. Really enjoyed it.
Um, I'll tag everything below podcast documentary. Good luck with that. And, uh, hopefully talk to you soon. All right, Brady. Well, I appreciate it, man. You keep doing what you need to do. The art of agency. Y'all subscribe. Yes, sir. We in here. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. See you later. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the art of agency. I hope you all enjoyed it. I will leave Joshua's information below, including his social media and the link to his podcast. I will also leave the link below to the YouTube channel that I have created for this podcast. I will be releasing the videos of the interviews that I do and potentially additional content. I hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank you very much. And I will see you next time on the Art of Agency.